Welcome to the Everyday Ironman podcast, where we talk to real athletes just like you and me that are working to achieve an incredible goal. My name is Mike Bosch, and I thought, since it's been a little crazy the last few weeks, that I should give you a midweek update. Think of it as a bonus, behind-the-scenes kind of episode. I want to start by saying that I hope you've been having a great week and are wrapping up what has been an amazing race year for you. I had some big plans that didn't come to pass, but that's okay. I truly have been enjoying living vicariously through you. For those of you that don't know, I've been resting my ankle for the past two months, but I'm optimistic that I can get back to full training soon. I've been going to the gym the last three weeks. I've been focusing on stretching and even gotten back into the pool as of last week. Because I'm a mediocre swimmer, I should really benefit from swimming four to five times a week while I work to get my conditioning back. My first swim back, I swam 1,000 yards continuously at a pace of 201 per 100. Not where I was when I was training every day, but not too shabby either. I plan to redo the effortless swimming five-day challenge. I'll follow the same plan as before. I'll do the same drills the entire week, so it'll take me five weeks to complete. I also posted a video of my swim stroke on my personal Instagram last week, and I got some really good feedback from Matthew Frango. Matt has a pretty strong swimming background and had even reached out to me after hearing me say several times on the show how bad I was. He offered to give me some pointers to help me improve. He acknowledged my concern about my feet being too low in the water and has me swimming with a pool buoy between my ankles to help me keep my focus on correcting my form. Beside not being able to compete in either of the Olympic triathlons that I had targeted, 70.3 Florida is definitely not going to happen this year. I even had aspirations of running the Houston Marathon in January, still dreaming of that sub four-hour finish, but since I'm just getting back to it, there's no way I'm going to set myself up for failure by thinking that's going to happen. So, since I haven't been triathlon training, you might be wondering what I've been doing with all my quote-unquote free time. Well, I have a few projects I'm working on. For the past several years, my wife has been wanting me to upgrade the second bathroom in our house. Since our youngest is off at college for the fall semester and I wasn't training for several hours on the weekends, I figured now was as good a time as any. Real early Saturday morning on Labor Day weekend, I ripped out the one-piece tub-shower combo and have been converting it to a dedicated stand-up shower. I had to move the drain and the mixing valve along with replacing all of the backer board. The plan is to put subway tile floor-to-ceiling with a sliding glass door. If all things go as planned, I should be setting tile the first weekend in November. As long as I have it done before he comes home for Christmas break, then I'm on schedule. And my wife and I have been building a hashtag van life van. We bought a used 2015 Ram Promaster from a young couple here in North Texas that started the build. And then after buying a lot of the items they would need, they sold their house, moved into a condo in downtown Fort Worth, and gave up. It started life as a delivery-type cargo van. They put in some windows, a roof-mounted fan, a skylight, and framed out the inside with those furring strips. It's a long wheelbase with a high roof, so plenty of room for a queen bed and a stand-up shower. The van came with a lot of the items that we would need to finish it. Diana and I have been working almost every weekend to get it done. I'll post some pictures on Instagram so you can follow along with the transformation. We actually have plans to take it primitive camping this weekend 
just so that we can test out a few things. Diana grew up camping, and she introduced the boys and I to it years ago. We have a lot of happy memories and are looking forward to making some more. We're going to a state park, so we will have access to bathrooms and showers. We really just need a place to sleep. We're taking Fenway, our Boston Terrier, so we're looking forward to exploring the trails and sitting by the fire next to the lake. The temperature in North Texas has dropped, so the evenings should feel really nice. I have tentative plans to take my old school mountain bike, so maybe I'll get in a ride Saturday morning. While I'm still committed to performing Sherpa duties for someone's Ironman experience, I did have the opportunity to Sherpa for my wife this past weekend. Diana and a few of her friends from work participated in a mud girl run in South Fort Worth. She had been telling me she was doing a mud run, but I had no idea what she was doing. I thought she would be running a 5K on a trail and there would be some sprinklers going and that would cause the trail to be muddier than normal. I tried to screen print them shirts so they would look like a proper team, but after two failed attempts, we ran out of time. So they each customized a pink t-shirt with a logo that said slow and steady with a little turtle on it. One of the teachers is an art teacher, so I think the design was her idea. I was totally shocked when we showed up at the race venue and it was at a motocross track. Apparently, the Mud Girl is an obstacle course that is designed to celebrate women. It was way more than the muddier 5K that I thought she was running. It was more like a Spartan race. They had to climb some serious hills, wade through waist-deep mud, traverse one of those nets that spanned about 50 feet, carry several heavy objects, drag a weighted sled before climbing over a two-story pyramid before crossing the finish line. Diana and her friends were a muddy mess when they were done. The art teacher's fiancé and I followed them along the course the best that we could, and they were laughing and having a great time, even though it looked pretty hard. I was very proud and a little jealous the entire time. So when am I getting back to racing? I'm planning on racing the inaugural 70.3 in Tulsa next May. Hopefully, I can drive the van since it's only four hours away. I built it with one of those platform beds so it has a garage area underneath that has enough room for my bike. I have to partially disassemble it to make it fit, but it's less intrusive than it was packing it in the bike box for air travel, so I should be okay. Okay, so you may be wondering what's going on with the podcast. First of all, I've been blown away by the response that it has received. Thank you for listening and for those of you that have taken the time to email and or message me through Instagram. I love hearing how you are benefiting from hearing everyone's story. And of course, thanks to all my guests that have been so giving of their time and willing to share their struggles and victories. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that I had a special guest co-host. I decided that it could be valuable to provide a different perspective than my own all the time, so I reached out to Jenna Russell and asked if she would be interested in hosting her own episode. Just like I expected, she didn't hesitate. In fact, she couldn't wait to get started. She helped me interview her father-in-law, Greg, in last week's episode, and you will hear that she navigated a lot of the conversation in this week's episode as Andy Manning returned to the show to talk about his experience at Ironman 70.3 Washington and Maple Valley this year. I'm excited to report that Jenna found her perfect guest and has plans to record her very own interview tomorrow. You will be able to hear that full conversation in just a few weeks. After that, we'll have to see how things go. Jenna has a busy schedule. She works full-time, is raising two small boys with her husband, Tyler, who is currently pursuing his MBA, 
so I promised not to ask too much of her, but you never know, you might hear more from her on the show in the future. Speaking of the show's future, I'm happy to say that the calendar is scheduled out for the rest of the year. I have some amazing episodes already recorded, just waiting to be edited and released, some exciting guests already committed to sharing their story, and I have one spot on hold for a special guest that I'm waiting for just the right time to reach out to. I don't want to put any unnecessary pressure on them, but I'm pretty confident they will have something exciting to share. And it was a travel week for work, so I had to make some adjustments in my workout schedule. Not having pool access makes it pretty tough, but I made sure to do my morning stretching at the very least. Not that I made any great progress, I just need that feeling of consistency to keep me focused. I'll be home tonight, so while I'm not making any promises, I'm going to try and get to 545 spin class on Thursday. I've run into a few of my spin classmates recently, and they have casually mentioned they'd like to see me back in class. So that's it. Hopefully you enjoyed my update, have some context into the direction of the show, and got a sneak peek into what to be on the lookout for. As always, keep posting your workouts and encouraging messages. You never know who needs to see or hear them. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you have any questions, advice that you would like to share, or would like to be a guest on the show and share your story, you can email everydayironmanpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow on Instagram at everydayironmanpodcast. Until next time, keep moving forward.